Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome to a free fishing weekend show here on More Outdoors. Glad to have you with us every Saturday morning from 7 to 9. Immediately follows the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Always have interesting topics and guests and your participation. We invite you to call. We keep our phone lines open at 504-260-6368. We also keep our text message board open. In fact, the text is much more popular than the phone. 870-870 is how to get your text into the studio. Here comes in real time. Questions, comments, suggestions, criticisms, <laughs> we take it all. 870-870. This morning, uh, coming up in the next hour, Harry Blanchett, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Marine Biologist, joins us. Kind of give us a, so far, damage assessment of what we uh, have seen with the opening of the Bonnie Carey Spillway. Uh, it's actually the first time it's ever been opened twice in the same year. It is currently open, although not completely and we have already been feeling some of the negative impacts. We'll talk about what is known, and uh, depending on how long it stays open, what we can expect. And uh, for those of you that have been asking a lot of questions, uh, Harry will be here to take your calls and, and text messages. Uh, this hour, <coughs> excuse me, Danica Williams joins us, a very familiar voice. Danica, good morning to you. Good morning, Don. Hello, what can you, you hear me? What you up to this morning? <laughs> We are actually down at Hopevale Marina. Um, we had over 55 boats just head out for the Parish Redfish Cup, the first annual. Um, all the boats are already gone, so we're just down here at the marina now and getting ready to set up for, for weigh-in. And we also had a, a little boy, Drew, um, five years old. He's got cerebral palsy, and he's actually heading out with Captain Matt McCabe for a wish-to-fish adventure. Oh, that sounds, excuse me, that sounds wonderful. How's the uh, weather conditions? It is beautiful, and everybody, we were definitely, everybody was concerned. Free fishing weekend coming up, and um, was hoping to get a lot of folks out fishing. And the beginning of the week, I think that we were really stressed about it, you know, stocking fish over the weekend and um, trying to get everything ready. But it is, it's gorgeous out here. You know, the winds died down. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bugs because of that, but um, the, the, the winds died down a little bit, and I think that, I think, they're going to catch a lot of fish. Is is that St. Bernard Lombardi on display down there? Yeah, Don, I am telling you, those trophies are so big. I mean, first, second, and third. <laughs> Even the third place is, is almost as big as I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful trophy, and that will be quite an honor for whoever wins it. And I tell you, with the conditions we got, big tide, <clears throat> the way the redfish bite's been going, I would expect to see some really big weights coming in there today. What time is the weigh-in? The weigh-in, early weigh-in is at 1 o'clock, and they have to be, the first flight has to be in by 3 p.m., and the second flight has to be in by 3.15. And then we'll have the award ceremony um, about 4 o'clock, 4.30. Uh, any uh, food going to be served down there? Yes. Actually, last night we had the lost Cajun. Um, the Griffin came down and cooked. I had some fried fish and fried shrimp, 
Um, and then today we'll actually have some food out here for all of the anglers and for um, participants and for you know, folks who just want to come out and watch the award ceremony. We'll have drinks and food, and um, we'll actually be giving Drew, the little five-year-old boy that went out fishing with Captain Matt. We're going to give him a big trophy, put him on a on a pedestal, and uh, you know, just treat him like a king. We're going to—he's actually going to be treated like he's one of the anglers. I'm going to be the bump person, and we're going to measure their fish and, and weigh them. And uh, we actually have a, quite a few um, youth fishing the ter- the actual tournament this year. So, I mean, for this tournament, so it's really nice. We have wonderful prizes for the kids. Every youth is going to go home with a fray bill net. Um, courtesy of Freight Bill. So, you know, it's just, it's a big deal. And this is the first one. We're re- really excited to see how many boats um, are participating in this one, especially with the weather not looking so good in the beginning of the week. But um, they turned out, and, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's a low entry fee, um, but, I'll, you know, it's $10,000 for first place. So there's really not a whole lot of tournaments that you can do that. You know, you get that low entry fee, but you still have a high dollar payout. No doubt. Um before we get into the get out and fish, just go back a little bit and talk about Wish to Fish. And if people want to volunteer help, you can always use contributions. Tell us about Wish to Fish, the organization. All right, Wish to Fish, we started in, in 2006. And the basic concept is just getting kids back outside, get them away from the television, video games, and um, any any youth that would not normally have the opportunity to get out on, on, a, on a boat and go fishing. We set them up with captains professional fishing guides and we put them out on the water and the captains donate the day and take them fishing. Um, and, and we, you know, we take big groups throughout the year. We work down in Venice with the faux pas tournament and we take kids from the miracle league network. A lot of these kids have autism or other disabilities. It's a lot of fun. You know, we just, we get, we try to get as many kids out on the water um, that would not normally have the opportunity. We're always looking for volunteers. You know, we have some really good support. We got um, Tito's came through, for two years in a row with really nice donations from their tournament. Um, now this CETO, and then we also have the Redfish World Series that's coming up in September. That's going to be, um, that Wish to Fish will be the charity for that event. And they're actually having a Redfish Festival. So I'm not sure if you've heard of it yet, but at the, the last weekend of September, the same place they have the um, Crawfish Festival in Chalmette, they're going to have a, a Redfish festival first ever um and and wish to fish will be the start so we're, we're very blessed we're very lucky um we have a lot of support a lot of volunteers you know when we started in 2006 it was bas- basically um myself my mom and friends and co-workers from wildlife and fisheries and we said you know what we know a lot of captains you know we we see kids all in it, it makes us really happy to see kids i mean anybody it doesn't even have to be especially kids people that have never been fishing before never get to experience what we do you know we take it for granted so it's really nice to see see folks be able to experience that um and and so we just we just started it in 2006 and it's just grown it grows every year people once you come out here and you see it today i'm gonna have goosebumps just talking about it drew is leaving and and he's waving (laughs) to us and all the captains are out here and um you know, just rooting him on and saying, you know, go catch the big fish, Drew. So it's it's really it's a special day for the kids. It's special for the parents. You know, they get to take a take a little break and let the captain um, take care of the, the kids and and put them on fish. And you know, the parents get to relax and, and have a good time as well. Yeah, and captains like like Matt, and I know Matt personally, and uh, you know he he'll. 
He'll he'll go in a heartbeat. Tell him you got a kid you need to go fishing. He's there. He'll take him out. He just simply loves getting kids involved in it, and it's wonderful that you get so much help. But if somebody does want to volunteer in some way, if nothing else, just coming out there and and helping run things, you know, at your tournaments and things. Tell people how the best way to get in touch with you. You can um, go to our website. It's wishtofish.org, and we have a volunteer sign up, and, and it's separated. If you want to be a captain, if you want to be a, um, a volunteer. Or if you'd like to sponsor Wish to Fish, you can go on our website, wishtofish.org. So 13 years it's been going on. I've got a suggestion for you, an idea. Okay. Maybe okay. you should try, and I don't know if you keep in touch with these kids and their parents after they've, they've gone through this, but maybe you could get some Wish to Fish alumni and, and yeah. just track these kids that started maybe 13 years ago and find out the ones that it made a change, that they've actually continued to fish all these years. And as a child, and now they're probably uh, young adults. Uh, I think it would be very interesting to find out about that. I'm sure it's done a lot of good and got a lot of kids hooked on fishing for a long time. Absolutely. You know, when we post things on social media, we'll get messages and say, hey, look at, you know, or we post pictures and they're like, that's my daughter. And, and then, um, one lady actually did. She sent me an email and said, hey, I just wanted to show you. And she's still talking about it. And she sent me a bunch of pictures. And you just look and you're like, wow. I mean, she, she's a grown woman. And you know what I mean? Like, it's, um, it's just nice to hear that, you know, a lot of these um, these families and get these kids out on the water for their first time ever. And, I mean, some of them have actually been fishing before. Um, we do take kids if they've been freshwater fishing and we put them out in salt water. So getting them out there and catching some big bull reds for the first time ever. You know, it's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, hearing from the parents and, and the participants and to hear from them that how much they appreciate it and how and that the kids are still talking about it today, it, you know, it means a lot. And, but you're right. I think that would be a great idea. And it, it, even if we could just do something, and <laughs> here I go talking about another adding another event, but um, to do something <laughs> and try to get as many as I could, you know, to, to come yeah, participate. Yeah, just get them together. And, uh, but now that's got to be. That's got to be an exclusive Bayou Wild show now, exclusive. We ah, want exclusive okay, all right, your fans. idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Danica, listen, we're going to take a break here. we come back, we're going to talk about Get Out and Fish. you got a great program going on this free fishing weekend for kids and their families, actually kids of all ages, to get out and participate in this. We're talking with Danica Williams. Get Out and Fish on this free fishing weekend. And, boy, a special opportunity is going on no matter where you live in Louisiana. There's a place near you where you can catch some tag channel catfish. We'll give you the details coming back right after this. You're listening to more outdoors on WWL 105.3 FM HD2. And we also take text messages direct here to the studio at 870-870. Question or comments are welcome. We're talking with Danica Williams. She is at the Hopedale Marina. It's the event, the St. Bernard Parish Cup. Uh, fishermen teams have left out there in search of the heaviest redfish and coming back to win what I call the St. Bernard Lombardi. Some beautiful trophies. All that is sponsored by CETO and a host of other sponsors. This is also free fishing weekend. No license is required if you're going to be fishing this weekend for anyone of any age. And in honor of that, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has a Get Out and Fish program that Danica actually operates and oversees. Danica, tell us about Get Out and Fish. What is this program about? Um, Get Out and Fish, Don, is basically we have contracted out and get to get adult-sized fish. We're trying to make fishing as easy as possible for families to go out close to home. So we go and we work with community parks that have ponds that um, they may have 
fishing access, but the ponds may not, it may not be um, easy to catch fish or they may not have fish in this pond. So we work with those, those guys and we actually stock adult size catfish during the spring and fall. And then we do one stocking of rainbow trout um, during the winter, usually in January. And with every one of those events, in order to introduce that park as a wildlife and fisheries community fishing um, park or a get out and fish park, we have a big, big event right before, and it's open to everybody. It's free to the public, and it's basically just to let everybody know that this pond is going to be stocked on a regular basis. So we do a fishing competition as well as we have stations set up. So we have wildlife and fisheries um, folks out there and volunteers that come out and teach families how to tie knots how to rig your rod and reel, what type of baits to use, and basically set up to where if they come back and we're not there, we're teaching them exactly what they need to do to catch fish in that pond. Um, So it's a really big event. Uh, We've been doing really well with those. We have 10 sites. We actually have 12 sites. We have 10 sites set up for this weekend for the the Get Out and Fish Derby where we're tagging fish. But the the basic concept is just to to make fishing easy for everybody. Try to make So hopefully one day we'll have um, ponds, you know, throughout the entire state that it'd be easy for you just to wake up one morning instead of having to, to drive very far and um, and just be able to ride your bike to a, a park, to a pond, and, and catch some fish and have more of a chance to actually catch the fish. You know, e- easy to catch um, <clears throat> channel catfish and then rainbow trout in the wintertime. Now, this particular event this weekend's got a little special twist to it. You're actually going to award prizes for tagged fish that are caught. How is that working? Yes, thanks to um, Louisiana Fish Fry and Berkeley, we are going to offer prizes. We have tagged fish at 10 of the Get Out and Fish sites. And if you catch a tagged fish, you just call There's a number on the tag. You call that number, call it in, or you can um, go on our website and fill out a form. And then you will win a prize from Louisiana Fish Fry and Berkeley. You have to catch it today or tomorrow and then um, turn in your form or call it in and we'll have a prize for you. And if you would uh, run down the list and and maybe go through it kind of slowly, the ponds that have these tagged channel cats in there. Okay, I'm going to go through a list, and you can also go to our website. And honestly, our website is very long, so it's easy. If you just go in your search engine and search, wildlife and fisheries get out and fish or even just putting get out of get out and fish um it will pop up our website and you can click on that and learn more about all of our ponds but i'm going to go through the list right now we have um south side regional park in youngsville and we have gerard park in lafayette brex burbank pond in baton rouge we have El- elmore mayfield in ruston sydney hutchinson in walker Grambling City Park in Grambling, Purple Heart Memorial in Ragley, Turner's Pond in Minden, Caroli Park in West Monroe, and then William T. Polk in Vidalia. Um, so all of those ponds are have tagged catfish in them right now. So if you catch a tagged fish in any of those ponds, um, you'll win a prize. And in order to find more of that information, um, I have a link to your Get Out and Fish event site on my website. If they just look on the radio photo, they're going to see one of those channel cats with a tag sticking out of it below the fin, and they just click on there, and it takes them right to there. Um, Now, these ponds have to meet certain criteria. So what can people expect to find out there when they go? What will they need to bring, and what resources are out there? Um, at most of our sites, and you can actually go to our website at 
the same or something you're referring to, and you can click on each one to find out exactly what they have at that park. Some of the parks have um, playgrounds that you know the kids can play on, you know, bathrooms, a lot of parking, and you know some of them. There's like the one Turner's Pond in Minden. If you're going to go out to that one, it is a it's a huge pond. It's, um, I think that one's 10 to 15 acres. Um, but there's no restrooms or anything close to that one. So you just, you know, go ahead, definitely check and see before you go what, what they have out at, at each one of those parks. But a lot of them, like Gerard Park's a good example. Uh, it's a two to three acre pond. Um, there's facilities there. There's a playground there. So, and, and when we set up the Get Out and Fish program, that's what we try to do. The criteria is um, around two to three. We try to make them three, two to three acres. We'll go up to 10 acres. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, we treat those, those big ponds, just like it was like three to five acres, we wouldn't go in and stock, you know, um, too many fish. So, but we will work with, with, if you have a, if you work at a park or if you have something in mind, if you're in a, in a community and you know of a park that has a pond that you think would fit this program, fit the criteria, give us a call. Cause, um, we're definitely looking at places, trying to find places in central Louisiana. Um, we have some, a few up North, and then we have some down south, a few, but we're, you know, we're still adding. So if you have any ideas, please give us a call. We'll, you know, our district folks will go out, our inland biologists will go out and take a look and see um, if they feel like the pond can, can hold fish and, and be sustainable too. I mean, it is put and take. So we put the catfish in there. We want you to catch them. We want you to take them, take them home and eat them. Um, but yes, that's the criteria that we are, that we're trying to follow. Just, um, the best suit, you know, the ones that we really look at are like three to five acres. Those are kind of the perfect size. The big ones, you know, we've had great luck with Turner's Pond. That was the biggest one um, that we've had so far. And, and we were a little concerned just because it was so big and go in there and stock the fish and you may not catch as many. But, you know, we stock them and people are, you know, sending pictures. And, and I, if people are going to go out today and tomorrow and fish, we would definitely love. We have a get out and fish facebook page so if people catch fish and and they want to post them on our facebook page we would really appreciate that just so we can see you know folks out there and and reeling in some um, catfish at these parks give me an idea of how many fish were put into these ponds and what are the size of the fish that they're likely to see they range um we've put in for 200 pounds and some some um some of the parks, and then we put up to a thousand pounds. That's as high as we'll go, and that would be for the biggest one, like in um, Minden, with the the ten to fifteen acre pond. Um, the sizes range too. Now we we've had some. I think we've we've posted those in press releases and for Facebook. Uh, we've had up to seven pounds catfish caught, and those are coming from um, from Texas, and they stock them for us. We they range. They're mostly about a pound, you know, a pound a piece. But you know, every once in a while, we'll get some big ones in there. Well, and the good news is that not all of these catfish are going to be caught over these two days this weekend, so they're not going anywhere. They're not these walking catfish that can cross land, so once they're in there, they're in there. So this is a place where people can go back again and again and catch fish. Absolutely. And this is free fishing weekend, so you know, you do not need a license to go out and fish. If you if you know somebody that's um, thinking about fishing but they're not really sure about it, take them out. This is a perfect time to do it. They don't need a license. And they can go out and try it for free. Um, and we will be stocking. So even if these, you know, when these fish are caught out, we'll be stocking again. Um, we're going to stock at least once a month. We're not going to stock during the, the heat, like July and August. We don't stock during those months. But we'll come back maybe September, October, 
and stock again. So these parks are going to continually have fish um, in, in the ponds. All right, so um, just for clarification, somebody wanted to know, uh, to get the prize, the fish has to be caught either today or tomorrow. If it's caught later than that, they will not get a prize. But everyone that reports one being caught this weekend will get a prize. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. All right. Very good. Now, one last thing. You've given us a lot of information, Danica. Give us your <laughs> best catfishing technique. How are you going to catch Oh, my these goodness. Fish? All right, Sue, so I will tell you that dead shrimp on a hook, under, you know, on a jig head or something, even depending on the depth of the pond, um, most of our ponds are two to three feet deep. Now, the one in Minden, that one gets pretty deep in the middle, in the hole, and there's a hole out there. Uh, but definitely dead shrimp. I, you know, we've, we do the events before everyone, and people use worms. People, you know, use stink, any kind, anything that stinks, okay, just put it on the hook and put it out there. But I will say just through my experience working the events that the folks that are using dead shrimp catch the most. Now, of course, I wouldn't just go buy just dead shrimp because as soon as I say that, everybody's going to go get dead shrimp and it's not going to work, right? But <laughs> definitely, I would definitely have that with you and along with um, some other stink bait, something, you know, just stuff that stinks. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people using hot dogs. Yep. Worms um, are good. Works. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, my all-time favorite catfish bait is uh, duck livers. So whenever I go duck hunting, I make sure I save and freeze the livers. And I don't know what it is about a duck's liver, but catfish cannot resist them. They love them. Ducks aren't happy about it, but, you know, can't make everybody happy, right? <laughs> Danica, always a pleasure. Keep up the great work. You do such a wonderful thing for this whole state. We really appreciate everything you do. Thank you, Don. Thanks for the support. Okay, and send us some pictures, too, of the kids catching the fish, the catfish, and I'm sure you're going to have some. Absolutely. No problem. We'll do that. I'll send you some pictures today, too, from the Redfish series. I think they'll be bringing some in pretty early because it's yeah. hot out here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Danica. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. There she goes, Danica Williams. Uh lady never gets tired. Boy, wish to fish, get out and fish, all these uh, you name it, she's involved with it. If it has to do with kids and fishing, setting up exhibits and demonstrations at the shows and at some of the rodeos and events, <clears throat> great to have someone like that working for the public. All right, we come back after this. Uh, seems to be the fish of the day during his free fishing weekend. Also going to ask you, what is the most, the most, now there's a lot of reasons people fish, but what is the most important reason you fish? You can text us your answer. But i really like you to cast your vote on our outdoor opinion poll, and I'll tell you how to do that coming back after this. You'll listen to more outdoors on WWL 105.3 FM HD2. All right, and if you are going to be participating in this free fishing weekend and taking advantage of the Get Out and Fish program, uh, again, telling you about some fishing tips for those channel cats. Channel catfish are one of the easiest fish to catch. They're really hardy fish. Uh, they're tough and they don't really shake the hook that, that often or frequently. Those, now, those uh, rainbow trout that they put in those ponds, that's a little bit of a, a tricky fish there to, to catch. But the, uh, the channel cats, uh, they're usually hungry, and they're ready to bite. Now, in addition to using the dead shrimp or the duck livers we're talking about, uh, regular old earthworms are really good catfish bait. Chicken livers are also good. Uh, they make a bunch of prepared stink baits that are kind of nasty and smelly, but the smellier the better, and they attract catfish too. And, uh, of course, channel cats 
uh, that size that Dan was talking about and maybe a little more. Um, you can put the fillet knife to them and cut the fillets off, but a lot of people like to skin them. And you just get you a pair of catfish skinning pliers. They're kind of like, uh, uh, like two clamps, and you basically make a. You, the best, easiest way to do it is to is to hang the fish up by the head on a nail or on some type of a, a pegboard, and make a cut around the neck, uh, below the gills, a circular cut, and then grab that skin the pliers and pull down on it. And you pull all the skin off, and you can fry it whole. Just put some good fish fry batter on it and fry it nice and crispy. Uh, there's a lot of catfish recipes, a lot of ways. Catfish is one of the most versatile fish. You can make a cubion, you can make a sauce pecan, you can bake them, you can grill them. Uh, not too many people put them on a barbecue, but you can even do that too. But it's a, a light, flaky meat, and particularly those channel cats are, uh, in my book, one of the, one of the best tasting, those in the, in the flatheads. At any rate, they're, they're loaded with them. They've stocked thousands of pounds pounds of them into ponds all across. And if you want to find more details or location, how to get there, and what each one of those facilities has to offer, so you know what to bring when you go out there, you know what to expect, particularly if you're bringing kids or perhaps some uh, some of the handicapped fishermen, uh, go to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuide.com, and look on the right-hand side. <clears throat> you're going to see a picture of a channel cat with a tag in it. And there's a, a website address. If you just simply click that on, it'll take you right there to that information Danica was talking about. Now, if you're in a cooking mood this weekend, uh, we have some new recipes that we've just put up on that side, and it's right below the catfish. One is for Acadian peppered shrimp dish, and the other is for those Asian caramelized frog legs. Now, frog season uh, opened last weekend on June 1st. We have two months closed in Louisiana, uh, May and April, and it opens June 1st and remains open until uh, next spring. So good time to get out and catch some of those uh, big bullfrogs, and most people fry them up. Uh, there's also a garlic and butter. And on my website, I think I've got, I think uh, Kathy told me we've got three recipes, and if you go into the recipe archive, you can pull them up. But right there on the front page, homepage Asian caramelized frog leg recipe check it out let me know how you like it and also if you've got a favorite bait or a method fish a lot of people use jugs and they use uh, yo-yos and trot lines and that type of thing love to hear from you give our listeners some advice on how you catch freshwater catfish we want to avoid catching saltwater catfish those hardheads and gaff tops uh, although a lot of people do enjoy eating the gaff tops, uh, kind of a strong taste in fish by my taste. But anyway, text us at 870-870 or call us at 504-260-6368. Um, another thing on the website while you're there, if you look kind of on the left-hand side towards the bottom, uh, each month we put up a new opinion poll question. And we, it's not scientific uh, as polls go, but it's its a poll for anyone who listens to the program, visits the website. And it's fun to, to kind of <clears throat> compare your answers to the rest of the audience. What we're asking this month, by the way, let me go back to last month. Uh, we were asking about uh, the turkey season in Louisiana. Did you feel like the regulations were too restrictive, not restrictive enough, or are they fine just the way they are? And it broke down into a perfect split, 33% on each one of those. 
think that it uh, is too restrictive, needs more restrictions, or it's good the way it is. Uh, I kind of fit into that group that feels like it's, uh, it's too restrictive. Too restrictive not so much from the standpoint of how many turkeys you can bag and how many tags you get for the season, but restrictive in terms of the dates that it is set. Uh, what they have done is in order to reduce the take of mature gobblers, they have moved the season back from the peak period of gobbling toward the back end. And what happens in many cases, uh, the hens go to nest, the gobbling ceases, and you're trying to hunt a, a, a much more difficult bird to hunt. Uh, there are other options that I feel. I've been in contact with uh, Cody Setatal, the turkey study leader. He promised me he would send me some data. Um, that was about a month ago. have not seen anything on their program and what they're expecting and how they inventory and why the seasons are set the way they are, and I'm still waiting on that. But when it comes out, we're going to have a discussion on, on that because most of the people I talk to, and obviously that poll says otherwise, but most of the people that I hunt with and, and know and happen to see out on the street in the woods or at shows, um, they feel the same way I do, that I would rather be able to take one turkey but let me hunt it during the peak time when I'm capable of doing that. Or, uh, you know, put a moratorium on uh, juvenile turkeys, the jakes. They're breeders, but if it doesn't have a six-inch beard or a full fan tail, then it's uh, it's not a mature gobbler. Let it walk and pass up on those. Make it have at least a six-inch beard and a full feathered tail. Anyway, other, other ways to do it, but uh, we're a long way from turkey season, hopefully before next season we can get you some more information but back to the uh, poll this month what is the most important reason you fish now here are your choices number one to have fresh fish to eat and that's basically a subsistence thing Uh, the most important reason some people go is because they like to eat fish Uh, another reason might be the challenge of that person of me versus the fish people Take up the challenge of uh, you've got to fool the fish into thinking that uh, that that artificial spinnerbait is a crab or that topwater bait is a mullet or that fly is uh, an insect falling on the water. And that is certainly an important part of fishing. Um, the other choices would be that you feel the freedom of being on a pond, river, bayou, marsh, bay, or golf. And let me tell you, when you get out there and you become part of nature, Uh, Not necessarily how many fish or even if you catch a fish. Same thing goes for hunting. Just to be in the woods, be out there watching wildlife, and and being part of the food chain is is something else. So maybe that's your choice. Or we have another one that would be to spend time with family and friends. Some people just don't have a whole lot in common, but when it comes to fishing, uh, they do. So it's a good way for generations to cross the gaps. You know, a grandfather and grandchildren, they both enjoy fishing, father's sons, mother's daughters, uh, just friends that uh, some people don't even see each other other than the times when they they get out and fish. It's a great way to spend time. Uh, I'll also tell you something else about fishing. Fishing cuts across not only gender and race and age, but nationality. Uh, I was shocked uh, when I was stationed in, in Germany back in the very early 70s. Um, there was a lot of, uh, how should I put it, uh, just not good uh, relations between 
a lot of the German population and the military. And, and you can understand that. Uh, suppose we had German soldiers that were occupying our country, and they were here for the purpose to defend us, but still to have them, and you know how some Americans can be, uh, they kind of want to take charge of things. Well, there was some resentment from the German population. Uh, we brought over, and I'll, I'll, i i got to be honest, we brought over some undesirable people back in those days. Uh, people were drafted. Uh, people were given the option whether to go to prison or go serve time in the Army by judges, particularly the younger people. And there were some pretty unsavory characters in the military, as there is in any you know, segment of the population. But the Germans felt like we were sending those people there, and it was the United States' fault, and they didn't want to associate with them. You know, you, know, you can imagine all that. Well, anyway, um, I started fishing. And I don't know how it is now, because it's been a long time since I've been over there. But back in those days, you had to get a fishing license. And this fishing license was, it looked like a diploma. It was huge. And you had to take a test to pass the test to get the fishing license. It's not like here where you, if you got the money, you get the license. Uh, you, you had to know the names of 100 fish in German. And, I mean, I really wanted to fish and hunt bad, okay? I was really missing it over there. So I went through the trouble of doing it. Not many people did. And I got my fishing license. And over there, you fished in two ways. You either paid to go fish in a lake, a private lake, just as an admission fee, or you paid by the poundage of the fish you took out. And I found that when Germans encountered me and, and we met each other out there fishing on the lakes, I mean, I didn't have a boat. We fished everything from the bank, which you can do pretty good over there on that. Um, th there was a whole different approach. There was a whole different relationship you had with Germans. They figured if you were a fisherman and you cared enough to get out and fish, you're probably a pretty decent guy. And they would come up to you and give you advice and, and, and talk to you and shake hands. And, and it was just a whole different thing where if the same guy, you meet him in what they call the Strauss, which is the street, uh, be a whole different attitude towards you. But fishing kind of was equal to playing field. And, and I got along very well with a lot of the Germans, and I had a lot of fun catching fish. We were catching road fetters and brazen and uh, uh, what was the one, that, the name for the, uh, oh, the hecht is the name for the pike. Uh, road fetter is kind of like a freshwater drum or a croaker. Brazen, uh, I guess the closest fish I could compare that to would be like a sockelet. And they did have Regenboga forella. That is the uh, rainbow trout. So anyway, I had a good time fishing over there, and uh, when we get to hunting season, maybe I'll tell you about my hunting. But anyway, I am going to check the results of this poll and share that with you. You can do the same thing just after you cast your vote, check the details. Also, I'm getting a couple of texts in. One says, uh, being on the water, being in nature. That's from Ziphead. Well, <laughs> Ziphead, I got you. Being on the water and being in nature. I guess that would be uh, the feeling of uh, being in the pond, the River Bayou Marsh Bay of Golf. So there's a vote for there. I hope you cast that vote on our website poll at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. All right, we're coming back right after this and with the results of the poll and some other information. Maybe I'll check some of the emails. We've got Harry Blanchett coming up at 8 o'clock. I know some of you might have some questions for him about the impacts, negative, maybe some positive from the Bonnie Carey Spillway, floodway that's been open now for 
quite a while and looks like it may be open for a while ago. We'll be right back after this. It's more outdoors. I'm Don DeBuke. Good Saturday morning from WWL 105.3 FM HD2. And we also take those text messages at 870-870. Got a couple of them coming in. Uh, we heard earlier from Ann, the tomato lady, and uh, she texted us back because she made a mistake on the name of the boat. Uh, it is the Carnival Valor cruise ship she's going on. <laughs> she was kidding about the fish. I don't think you fish off of a cruise ship. You know, I've never been on a cruise ship, never had a desire to. Those little bitty tiny rooms and no fishing. Uh, if I'm going to be on a boat, I, I want to have a fishing pole. All right, we got another text saying, seeing a lot of FSU, that's Florida State University, decals and license plates on I-10 West. Go, G-E-A-U-X, Tigers. Yeah, LSU got a couple of big games. They're hosting a, a, a regional tournament in uh, with Florida State University. I think the winner goes on to the next step, and uh, maybe the College World Series. So good luck to them. They're playing today, tomorrow. Uh, if someone uh, wins the first two, it's over, but it will get a third game if uh, they split the game today and tomorrow the series. So we'll be tuned in for that. All right, let's check on uh, the opinion poll, and here's the results. So surprisingly, we only got two of these that have uh, gotten any votes yet. Uh, 0% said uh, they fish, and this, again, is the most important reason why you fish. Uh, 0% said they have fish to eat. 0% said they fish for the challenge. Uh, 33%, a third, said that they feel the freedom of being out on the water. Uh, zero to spend time with family and friends. And that's not necessarily to say that there's more of these. Some people fish for all of these reasons. But the one we're asking is what is the most, the single most important reason you fish? Zero uh, percent to compete in a rodeo or a tournament. And right now the leader, 67%, say to put their mind at ease from the stress of living. And i got to tell you, here we are in 2019, and I don't believe there's ever been a mental stress era in the history of mankind than, than right now. And certainly I think a lot of that can be attributed to social media. But, you know, the old Neanderthals, they didn't walk around with iPhones and worry about Facebook postings and all that kind of stuff. They just uh, did what uh, they, was, they needed to do. And then, of course, we have this one, escape from a nagging spouse. I've heard that as a reason, uh, 0% have that vote in now you can cast your vote go to my web page don the outdoors guy gui.com and you're going to find all that stuff you're going to find the opinion poll the information on where to find those specially tagged channel catfish for this free fishing weekend a couple of good recipes and a whole bunch of other stuff where you can actually listen to this program and the replays of all of our programs whether it be radio or tv on the website and we also have a Bayou Wild website. If you're a Bayou Wild fan and you miss a program, you can go back and catch. In fact, there's some special uh, unpublished features, that videos that air on the Bayou Wild. Just go to BayouWildTV.com. And speaking of Bayou Wild TV, we have an airing coming up a little over an hour from now, 9 a.m. on Cox Sports TV. It's channel 37 on most systems. You can check your system for local listing. Uh, that will be on at 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, then tomorrow, there's three airings on Cox Sports TV. CST has it at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., and again at 6 p.m. 
Normally on a Sunday, it's at 7 p.m. Thursdays and Sundays are our primetime showings, but uh, sometimes it gets moved around depending on, on live sports events. Anyway, this week's show uh, features uh, fishing with uh, the CCA, director of the tournament, the star tournament, Rad Trasher, and a guy I hadn't fished with in a lot of years, and I really enjoyed getting to fish with him. I really liked the guy, Chad Billiard. He goes as the marsh rat, <laughs> and uh, he uh, operates out of Leeville, fishes for redfish, fishes for speckled trout. Every once in a while, I think he runs out and catches some snapper, but an excellent fisherman. He's been at the business a long, long time, and a locally homegrown guy there. Anyway, you can, and Martha Spencer was there with us, and uh, Chris Lecoq shot it and edited it. He's up, by the way, at the uh, Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame awards presentation up in Natchitoches this weekend, uh, doing some video work up there. And in addition to that feature, we also have a Father's Day fishing piece with uh, a father and son, Mike and Bob Kutcher. We fished down at Coquitry Charters with Captain Henry Smith and uh, caught some nice pretty red fish and a mixture of drum down there on an earlier trip. And we close out the show uh, with a cooking feature with Chef Nick Palmasano from the Morton's Seafood Restaurant and Bar over there on the banks of the Chifuncta River. That's where we taped the show, by the way. And he did some uh, pretty common dish everybody likes, redfish on the half shell. Shows you how easily it can be done. There's a lot of variations on it. People tend to, you know, add or take things out depending on their own individual taste. But uh, that's uh, what's on Bayou Wild TV. Now, tomorrow, if you don't get any of those stations, uh, WUPL, uh, which is the sister station of WWL-TV. Sundays at 4 a.m. it airs, and a lot of people that tell me they, they DVR that. So anyway, um, it'll be at uh, 9 o'clock in, uh, on today on CST, 8 a.m. CST tomorrow, 11 a.m. tomorrow, 6 p.m. Those are on CST, WUPL, 4 a.m. on Sunday. And you can also watch it on any time you want on on the on YouTube. Just go to BayouWildTV.com and click on there, or go to YouTube and search for Bayou Wild TV, and you'll find it there. Uh, also, uh, we do that taping I mentioned at Morton's Restaurant. We will be there this Monday. We're not there every Monday. It's usually every other Monday. And boy, we were there on Memorial Day. I got to tell you, what a turnout that we had out there for that. And there was a lot of people off and decided to go have a meal and talk a little fishing with us. Got some great seafood over there. And when you go over there, ask the waitress uh, for the Don Dubuque special. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's my favorite dish over there and it actually has my name on it. So ask for it, and then after you've tried it, Tell me what you think about it. It's only at Morton's. The only place you're going to find it's Morton's Seafood Restaurant and Bar on the banks of the Chifuncta River. All right, we got, uh, let's see, another text message. Uh, reasons, oh, this is getting back to our poll questions about asking you the most important reason to fish. Reasons have changed with age. Help the newbies get into yak fishing and appreciate the respect the outdoors. That's from the Lafayette Yakker. So that's his reason, is to uh, help the newbies get into yak fishing. So I guess that would be uh, spend time with family and friends, maybe. Maybe that doesn't quite fit any of these, uh, you know, helping others get started in it. That could be a reason, too. Yeah, I should have added that one in there. But we'll figure that as uh, spending time with family and friends. All right, coming up uh, after the top of the hour, uh, CBS Sports Update. Uh, Harry Blanchette is going to join us, and we're going to kind of, if you've got some questions, and I know a lot of you do, about the effects and the impact of the Bonnie Carey spillway opening 
short-term, long-term, how long is it going to go, what's the damage assessment been up to this point, what can we expect? And I know that's not an easy question to answer, but Harry's been at this a long time. He's got a lot of information and, and data at his fingertips, so he'll pass that along to you. Also, I wanted to share this with you. I have a copy of a letter from the governor of the state of Mississippi, and his name is Phil Bryant. And he had launched a letter to the Secretary of Commerce with the U.S. Department of Commerce, and he's asking that Mississippi, the Gulf Coast area, be declared a fishery disaster. Uh, He says that the current mortality rate on oysters, 70%, and expect that to increase as the Bonnicarry Spillway remains open. Crab landings, 35% loss. Also see that figure increasing. The shrimp season as historically opens the first week in June in Mississippi. Uh, they're having a much later date to open because there's lower shrimp landings and the growth rate is affected too. And that's a direct result of the freshwater intrusion into the western Mississippi Sound. The letter goes on to say uh, they're currently assessing the impacts of this event on marine finfish. A massive influx of fresh water impacts larval growth and juvenile recruitment into the fishery, which could have lasting impacts over many years. And he goes on to say he has directed the University of Southern Mississippi to host uh, one of the Gulf's premier ocean science and engineering programs to be a leader in an effort and to partner up with the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources uh, to conduct some more studies so that they can get all the current impacts and will be in a position to model and track future impacts as well. So, you know, it's not just a few fishermen that like to fish Lake Pontchartrain or Lake Bourne, uh, the Sound area, Lake Catherine, that is impacted from that bonnet carry. I mean, it goes all the way out into the Sound, all the way to the shores of Mississippi. And, of course, oysters are the ones that really take it on the chin because they can't leave. Uh, speckled trout, they'll displace. if they, they can follow the gradient of salt water. As other species, they can get away. Even crabs are mobile. But the oysters got to sit there and take it, and fresh water is deadly. It's the kiss of the population. A lot more about this with Harry Blanchette. And if you want to call him, our telephone number is 504-260-6368. If you prefer to send us a text message, if you got a question about the impacts, Short-term, long-term, are there any benefits to this? Uh, You should have, hopefully, the answers for you. So we invite you to do that. Also going to get to some more of these these emails. Um, Let's see if i got time. I don't think I have time for one. Somebody, I can answer this real quick. Someone wanted to know about our uh, Where the Duck show, which we aired earlier in the year with uh, Josh Goins, Flyway Federation. Uh, We keep them up on my website for just a couple of weeks, but if you go to omny.fm slash shows, uh, you can go back there. I don't know how far. They go way, way back, and you can find a lot of the shows that were taped and put on there. All right, we come back after this. Harry Blanchett joins us, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Kind of looking for an overview of the impacts of the Bonnicarry Spillway, what we currently know, and what we can forecast in the future, I guess, depending on how high the river gets, how long it stays high, and whether or not more Gans is open. We'll be back to do that. Stick around. You're tuned to More Outdoors on WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.